from WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes, a podcast about Wisconsin politics and politicians. I'm Marty Michelson. Each week I discuss noteworthy developments with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. Hey, JR. Governor Walker and Assembly Republicans reached a deal last week for families with school-aged children to receive a $100 per child tax credit this summer and for Wisconsin's 5% sales tax to be waived the first weekend in August. Senate Republicans haven't gotten on board yet, but with the primary set for August 14th, just days after the tax breaks would be given, Democrats immediately blasted the proposal, calling it an election year gimmick. So what are Governor Walker's motives in issuing these tax breaks? The number one thing for him, or what he's saying at least, is that he there's a surplus for the state. We're expected to have about $385 million more in mid-2019 than we were expected to. So that there's a surplus that should be given back. The question is how. And Walker's first idea was this basic amounts of sales tax rebate for people with kids who are under 18 as of December 31st. That's the $100 per kid check in this year. Then there would be a $100 per child income tax credit going forward in future years. Well, there are a couple of concerns about that. One, uh, that plan impacts about, or would impact about 671,000 households out of 2.3 million in Wisconsin. So you're not hitting, you know, a huge percentage of the population. And two, there are concerns about the long-term impacts of locking the state into that $100 per child credit, is that the best use of future money? And does it you know, limit flexibility for lawmakers in future sessions to do the kind of tax changes? So this revision seems to be trying to do a couple things. One, it still keeps uh, Walker's call for these checks this year. Um, I get the impression that's a big deal to the governor because it helps draw a connection to voters of, oh, Republicans are in charge, I'm getting this check because of their policies. That's the message they want to drive home. Two, doing the sales tax holiday in August, which would come right after the checks, in theory, would would arrive, you're doing something that would affect everybody. So it wouldn't just be on school supplies, like past sales tax holidays we talked about. It would be a a lot of purchases under $100. So you get a little bit of something for everybody um, in election year to do this. Now, Democrats have knocked this as election year gimmick, that this is a bribe, quote-unquote, to voters. Um, I don't know how that's resonating. What I'm watching is what do Senate Republicans do when it comes to this proposal? There seems to be um, some hesitancy in that caucus about this. When Governor Walker announced the revision, it was a deal with Speaker Robin Voss. It did not include Senate Leader Scott Fitzgerald, and he told us that his caucus is still mulling this over. They're also going to draft a version that would only do the $100 per child sales tax rebate this year and not do anything in future years. So that's something to watch as the session kind of winds down the next six weeks. Another big development from last week was Foxconn. The Taiwanese electronics giant says it's going to locate its headquarters in downtown Milwaukee, in addition to the huge LCD screen manufacturing plant it's going to build in Racine County. Is Walker able to showcase this as another job victory? And what are Democrats saying? You look at the project as a whole, we've seen polling that suggests that the farther away you are from the planned Foxconn facility, the less popular it is. So they're trying their best to sell this as a ripple effect for Wisconsin that will 
impact not just the Racine County area, but other places. This building purchase is an example of how it would impact you know, Milwaukee. Uh, Governor Walker is going to be talking up suppliers around Wisconsin who are impacted by the project. So that's part of the thing they have to do is sell this as not just for Racine County, but something that's going to impact the state. Now, Democrats have countered that they've, the state's given away way too much to make this happen, that you're giving special treatment to a Taiwanese manufacturer at the expense of other priorities in Wisconsin. So that's part of the sell job they have to do. But right now, this is part imperative for Governor Walker to make this thing look like a winner, is to show it's not just about this one corner of the state, but there's more impact than that. On another Foxconn-related note, the Joint Finance Committee last week approved a $7 million ad campaign designed to attract out-of-state workers to the company. Democrats criticized the move, saying jobs to Wisconsin uh, Wisconsin residents should be the priority. What are the chances of this passing the full legislature, and why does Governor Walker need to bring in workers from out-of-state to fill these positions? Well, in the first piece, I hesitate to make any predictions about what's going to pass this session until... Senate Republicans caucus on this week. Uh, We're watching that because in the assembly, Robin Voss is able to kind of make a deal or set a priority and get his caucus to go along. Scott Fitzgerald in the Senate has a more difficult prospect with 18 members and keeping at least 17 on each issue. So whether that incentive is going to pass, I got to see how they react in caucus to that before I make any predictions. But the argument Governor Walker is making about this is that, you know, we have a tight labor market in Wisconsin. This is something that we need to attract workers to come in to fill these jobs. I have heard concerns from the business community that doing that while they like the idea of Foxconn coming in, they worry that because it is coming in, they're going to pull their workers in the Foxconn plant, make it harder to find people. The hope for backers is that this is such a transformational project that people move to Wisconsin to fill these jobs that you know that'll add to our population add to our tax base all that kind of stuff that doesn't happen and we're attracting illinois workers and they're not coming up here or if we're having trouble filling the job it could it could be a problem for businesses uh, looking to fill the openings you already have as long as we're on the subject of jobs in foxconn governor walker raised eyebrows last week when he said he'll offer kimberly clark quote the same deal for jobs as Foxconn in order to stop the paper products giant from cutting 600 jobs and closing its um, manufacturing facilities in the Fox Valley. He says he'll ask the legislature to increase job retention tax credits from 7% to 17% in order to keep Kimberly Clark here. And Walker's idea got a tepid response from Republican leaders who said they didn't know if these tax incentives would pass. So do you think there might be another Foxconn-style contentious debate over this in the legislature? Uh, in talking to people last week, I think it's doubtful that bill would ever get to the floor of either house or pass. There's so much to do between now and uh, the time they plan to adjourn. It's late-breaking, and there is a concern that if you do this, you are now setting a, a precedent that any manufacturer in Wisconsin, whether it be Harley-Davidson, Johnson Controls, I mean, pick your iconic you know, Wisconsin company that when it decides if and when it has to do another run of layoffs, that then it can go the state say, look, you guys were offering this to Kimberly Clark and you've done this for Foxconn. What about us? Um, there is a real concern about that becoming a possibility. Um, it also, from people I talk to, suggests that Walker understands there is a, a PR 
job still to do with Foxconn. And that, you know, if you're losing, you know, if you if you're a if you're in Nina where these two Clark plants are, if you lose those plants and you see Foxconn's getting what it's getting, that's going to make it harder to like Foxconn, right? So if you're pick any community in Wisconsin, if your your major employer goes away or lays people off, it's not going to help your view of Foxconn to see that happening. So, you know, there is also uh, a push by many politicians in any state, city, et cetera, to find incentives to keep jobs are going to go away. But with Walker, it's a complicated the, the complicating thing in that formula is Foxconn. How do people view that when they see Company X possibly laying people off or, or going somewhere else? You mentioned uh, they have a lot on their plate. Um, Senate Majority Leader Scott Fitzgerald says he expects chaos as the legislature rushes to complete its business over the next few weeks. He says the Senate still hasn't determined which proposals, including those put forth by Governor Walker, will pass. What are some of the remaining pieces of legislation and which ones do you think will take priority? It looks like the package of welfare bills that Governor Walker announced um, recently, that's they're getting a lot of attention. I'm not sure if all of them will get done, but there has been a push on at least some of them. We have things like the $100 per child credit. That has to be figured out. They're going to do that. He called for a $50 million uh, investment fund for rural communities. That has to be figured out. There is uh, the plan that he put forth to try and close the youth prison up in northern Wisconsin and move to a more regional system. They're working on a deal on that. Uh, we have a bill that would allow or send more state aid to small rural schools and allow low-spending districts to raise more in property taxes. That's something being hashed out in the final days. There's a bill to change regulations on developments on wetlands that there is getting, getting I mean, there is a, a whole number of things that are being pushed right now. The question I keep coming back to is what will the Senate Republican Caucus agree to do? Because the Assembly's already sent a number of bills over to that house. The assembly plans will be on the floor four days in February, maybe a fifth one. They will send dozens more bills to the Senate. The Senate is not the kind of place that does 100 bills a day on its calendar. So that caucus will kind of drive the train on what it decides it wants to do and what it's willing to do and can do in the final days. They also plan to be on the floor one day in February and one in March. They're going to be the gatekeeper on what gets done this session before they go home. Good to talk to you, JR. Anytime. That's WISPolitics.com editor J.R. Ross. You can join us each week for our conversations. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts.